This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. All right, good morning and welcome everybody to the show. I'm sorry about that. I was being uh, distracted by... Uh, somebody doing some technical work in here. I was wondering what was going on. Trying to here. make sure that we had our Facebook stream up and running. I apologize. Now, the apology is not for me. It's for Lisa because she was <laughs> <coughs> she was distracting me. I'm sorry. I'm just proud that Buzz knew his password. Oh, impressive. he needed to log in through that. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to get the Facebook stream. If it's not already going, it will be in a couple of minutes. So we've got like, that on the way. Guys. How long uh, were you on the? Uh, were you on about a minute? About a, a minute. minute. Yeah. About a minute. All right. And well, welcome to I'm the Joanna's trying to figure me. this out. Well, I I mean I I I could have heard you if I'd been listening, but I just wasn't listening, and that is all Lisa's fault. So <laughs> <laughs> just make sure you make a note of that in your little producer notes, okay? Okay. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> And welcome uh, to today's show. We've got a lot coming up on the show today. Uh, we're going to find out more about parents who are being reminded not to walk by in their underwear while their kids are in virtual class and not to be smoking cigarettes or funny cigarettes because uh, that's been reported too. In fact, I think they want parents to kind of clear that area. You know, don't uh, go in behind uh, where your kids are working in school as online learning continues in many places around the the U.S. So we've got that on the way this morning. Today is the first day of fall. We uh, formally say goodbye to summer and hello to fall coming up this morning. We've got that on uh, uh, the way and a Mo Show calendar at Daily Almanac of Events. Lisa is going to have the rock news coming up. And uh, we're going to go around. Everybody's going to uh, talk about what we're working on in our individual departments. So, Joanna, why don't you preview us for entertainment news? What do we have coming up on the entertainment tip? Yeah, Ellen came back yesterday for her season premiere on her show. And she kind of gave a heartfelt apology. From the sounds of it, a lot of people are very accepting of the apology that she gave. All right, well, I've got some of those for today and sound clips coming up. So I guess she acknowledged that there were some problems that were Mm -hmm. going on, but that she, Ellen, is still the nice person that you see on your television. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're going to hear from Ellen, not only in the entertainment news, but today in sound clips, which is coming up. Uh, a little bit later this morning. Lisa, you couldn't just whip off a news headline here, <laughs> just shoot from the hip while yeah, you're no, doing sure. stuff. What's uh, coming so, up in news today? Yeah, so we heard earlier this week they were talking about how that the coronavirus could linger in the air, the virus particles could. Yep. Well, now the CDC is walking back on that statement, saying that person-to-person transfer, uh, transmission is still the number one way. So once again, this is somewhere where people are getting confused uh, because they keep changing well, up on yeah, it. Well, yeah, I mean, I think confusion would be understood. But I, I was listening to uh, Sanjay Gupta talk about this, and uh, there's a concern now that what's going on is the political. Politicals, 
politicalization of the CDC, where in the past, you know, the CDC is so trusted because they put the science first and foremost, and that with what's going on and a cover-up of a bad handling of uh, the worst pandemic in over 100 years, that now there's pressure, so the CDC is having to walk back or contradict itself. I mean, I thought the CDC director was pretty clear when he testified last week before Senate and said, you know, the mask is the number one is the best thing you can do. The mask in some ways is better than a vaccine and not just because the vaccine doesn't uh, doesn't exist yet. So there's some real talk about the politi- the politicalization of the CDC mm-hmm. and science, I guess, in general, as long as it's controlled by uh, the federal government that they've gotten their tentacles in there and you have to wonder what who to trust now exactly you know? yeah so they're saying that the virus can still spread through the air but it isn't thought to be the primary way that it is transmitted so people confused all right so they were just saying like uh, over the over the past few days that it's mostly droplets in the air mm-hmm. or aerosol transmission right right uh, and that is what they've come back and and changed on Yes. And that could be because of political pressure. I mean, we heard that uh, there was somebody that I've drawn a blank on, Michael Caputo, who was saying, you know, well, we got a bunch of deep state. We got a bunch of deep staters in CDC that have to be told, you know, what to put out and what to say. So I'm going to say that's uh, pretty concerning as Mm -hmm. we're about to cross the threshold of 200,000 deaths in the United States, probably within the week. No, they're going to say probably within today because we're hitting about, I think we're about 40,000 off and we were, we had over 50,000 deaths yesterday. So they're saying probably this morning we will be hitting that threshold. Uh, All right. So we'll have uh, that in news coming up. There's a lot of talk about, uh, going ahead with the Supreme Court pick and the president has even started narrowing down like who he's looking at and I think he's made the pledge that it's it's definitely going to be a woman so uh, we'll find out a little bit more about who the president might be looking at to uh, take the place of Ruth Bader Ginsburg not that the Democrats are happy about it going forward at all so uh, we'll have a little more on that coming up. The uh, Saints lost last night on Monday Night Football. And uh, historic in that anything that the Las Vegas Raiders do, I guess, is historic. But it was their first home win. Their first home game was a win. And the Las Vegas Raiders are now 2-0 and on the season. Saints are 1-1. and So you got to step in and do a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of sports while Brandon's still gone today? Sure, yeah, because one of the Raiders players, actually, um, people were a little upset at him last night for his sideline behavior. Bringing up the question, though, who's supposed to wear masks? They say everybody, but not everybody is doing it. So we'll talk about it in sports. There were some uh, coaches that got fined, like tens of thousands of dollars in fines Mm -hmm. for not wearing the mask. And then some of the coaches who paid the fine said, okay, but... They said you can lower your mask if you need to talk to somebody. Uh, like, you could bring your mask down for a little bit. And so they're saying we, we didn't really break the rule and we shouldn't have to pay this substantial fine for not wearing masks on the sidelines. Hey, I want to throw something out. Mm-hmm. Do you remember 
March, April, you saw a lot of people posting that coronavirus was actually caused by 5G cell towers. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Where that was at? a thing. Yeah, what happened? Did they all decide, oh, you know what? Like, I've posted this 30 times, but now I realize how, how blisteringly stupid it is. No, I think they moved on Or do you think they just the, moved on to, like, yeah, Antifa male, starting fires yeah. and stuff? Yeah. There were other issues at hand. See, that's one thing I noticed. People <laughs> people who repost things that Alex Jones says are just things that don't make any sense. Never do a mea culpa. You know, they never come forward and say, guys, listen, I realize, boy, I really botched it on that one. They just drop it and move on to another dumb thing that they're going to be saying. That's what I thought. Okay. I didn't know if there was like a formal. That's a great post for you today. Pardon me? That's a great that post for you today. That is a good today. post for you today. Where are they now? The yeah. conspiracy theorists. <laughs> the 5G people. Right like, you never hear 5G so you anymore. Mm-hmm. There right. you go. Let me make a note of that. Yes, do that. All right, let's uh, get the show started, <laughs> and we are going to officially welcome in Autumn. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. What's, uh, what's, what's special about this coffee? I got you a latte with the extra shot. Put extra shot of... Bourbon? You wish. Scotch. You have bourbon is somewhere in there. Scotch. Scotch, scotch, no, I'm, I'm just saying it's Dunkin'. I, I just thought Dunkin' did Donuts? regular co- No, well, coffee. I know they have coffee, like, but Dunkin I didn't. I thought bourbon? <laughs> I didn't know that they did lattes. Yeah, no, actually, this was a part of their kind of like rebranding mm-hmm. or revamping that they did a few years ago. Whoever took over as the new CEO. Um, he decided, you know, to kind of branch away from just the donuts and it became Duncan. So Duncan then became known for their coffees and kind of, uh, really just catapulted the business through that method. So, um, so, so they're not Duncan donuts anymore. They're called Duncan. It's just Duncan. Yeah. It's just Duncan. But because they do still do donuts. And I they're very well the known. I didn't get the word on that. Yeah. They're very well known for their <laughs> coffee products that they have. Um, they're very well known. That is pretty good coffee. You know, and yeah, that's the I thing. A yeah. lot of people say that. They're like, the Dunkin' Coffee is better than other places that are known for coffee. Um, I like their their iced coffees that they have. They're, they're great. Me too. And Thank you, Lisa. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, nice surprise there. <laughs> <laughs> we talked a little bit yesterday about uh, rumors that Tom Hardy is going to be the next James Bond. Mm-hmm. Well, Tom Hardy's... I think is great. Yeah. <laughs> and just he is. just about everything that he does. I never saw... Uh, what's the one with Spider-Man but the costume's black? Venom. Yeah, I never saw that. I liked it. Uh, but we know that this, this is good. Daniel Craig's final appearance as 007 in the upcoming movie No Time to Die. Mm-hmm. Uh, report claims that... Well, this is pretty sure. It says that they're going to announce Tom Hardy will be the new James Bond in November. That's if uh, No Time to Die doesn't get pushed back. Right. Again. Well, they're going to wait until <laughs> <laughs> until the movie's actually in in theaters. But yeah, the plan is if it's not delayed, they're going to make that announcement that Tom Hardy's going to be the new James Bond. What was a movie that I saw? Since you're such you're a huge Tom Hardy fan, right? Sure. Wait, who who said they were such a big Tom Hardy fan? I mean, I'm a fan of Tom Hardy in general. Oh, yeah, okay. she's like pictures. There's there's <laughs> one where he plays these two twins that were mob bosses in England in the 1960s. Okay. And I forget what it's called, but he plays 
the two twins. And one of them is like a mastermind, and the other one is kind of psychotic. Interesting. Uh, yeah, he, uh, the craze. They were an actual uh, twin crime bosses in in the groovy sixties in, in England. So I don't remember what the what the name of the movie was, but if you like Tom Hardy, I think you'd probably like that one. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We have a quarantine coming up this morning. And it has to do with uh, parents that need to be reminded, don't don't walk by in your underdraws while your kids are on the computer doing <laughs> their school. <laughs> yeah. Puts clothes on. Or just avoid, you know, being on camera. <laughs> Sorry, I just lo- I, one of my friends, she was telling me her, her kids' class, they always talk, can we see the cat? Can oh, we see the cat? There's a cat that <laughs> shows up was, every was, now and then. Was I the friend? Because no, it happens all the time. It's my friend Binks, but her same thing. It's just her kids on the computer. Think about what a challenge it must be for teachers. <laughs> like kids, especially little kids, like they don't get distracted enough. Now it's like you got to go through every time somebody's pet walks through in the background. Or, Can I see know. the cat? Yeah. Sometimes my grandpa just plops himself behind my nephew. <laughs> and he's all, we'll both learn today. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's adorable. Well, Lisa, we'll go back to Brandon doing sports, but that's not the way some of our listeners want it. Pudgy over on uh, the Facebook <laughs> feed says, I personally want Lisa to do sports all the time. But don't call him Pudgy. That's me. That's what it that's says, Pudgy. Oh. Uh, freaking hilarious, says Pudgy. Yeah. Somebody claims you said the Los Angeles Raiders. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. And, are they? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. What are they? That's what the next comment was. Uh, I don't think she really cares. She could have said the Canadian Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I don't know where they play. Okay, are you guys familiar with the with the debate about how, if dogs wore pants, how would they wear them? Oh my gosh, yes. You know about this. Mm-hmm. Would it be their first two legs, the front legs, or would it be like... I've got an image up. What? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of this. Okay. <gasps> if a dog wore pants, mm-hmm. would he wear them like this? That is, the pants go across his entire no. mid midsection. But that doesn't even uncover his hiney. Yeah. That First of all, those wouldn't the booty. stay up. The booty. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, he'd be showing a lot of plumber crack. I don't <laughs> think dogs have cracks, but you know what I'm talking Tail about. Tail crack. Yeah. The second picture shows a dog, and he's got pants that start... On his back hips and go down to on his back leg. Yeah, obviously. Clearly, it's number two. Yeah, yeah. that's how because that covers up the PP and the the, the bottom, oh, the, okay. the booty. Yeah. Well, I mean the, the hiney hole. Option <laughs> one covers the the private area, but like I say, no, there's no keeping that up. Look, they got it like but a the belt. The front legs no. are Next like th- arms. You don't need pants for your arms unless he's wearing a sweater. I agree with you. I totally agree that number two is the way that mm-hmm. if dogs wore pants, that's how they should wear them. Uh, this is a big does enough... Does your dog not own pants? My dog does not own pants. Heavy does. <laughs> yeah, but... I tell Buzz, well, we need to get him shoes because sometimes it's too hot to walk. <laughs> Oh, my God. They probably make that, don't they? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Totally. Tubby has some. Well. He doesn't like them, though, because he's got those, you know, those drag queen nails. For some reason, Bagel Bites has decided we need to settle this argument and Mm -hmm. reach a consensus. I don't know why Bagel Bites, but. Because the people that eat Bagel Bites are. Are the ones asking these questions. (laughs) Are stoners. Uh, (laughs) Bagel Bites posted a poll on Twitter asking people to vote once and for all. Four-legged pants or two-legged pants? Two. Mm-hmm. Two. 
Who, well, how? What are the poll results? Well, one of the options is is leading in a landslide. Like it's not even close. Ninety percent of votes are going to two-legged dog pants. Okay, let's go. All right. They say they're going to announce the uh, final winner tomorrow, so it looks like two-legged dog pants is going to take it. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. But a couple of uh, coronavirus notes. Uh, It looks like uh, the United States has already passed the 200,000 mark. We were uh, wondering when that was going to happen, but... Did we get that word this morning? 204,500 uh, deaths. So we crossed that threshold of 200,000 uh, deaths from coronavirus. Uh, Dr. Fauci was on with Trevor, Trevor Noah, and he says, you know, it's hard to paint this as anything but, you know, terrible. <laughs> uh, speaking of Dr. Fauci, it turns out that a huge anti-mask online troll who would post on the website Red State and would call things, call Dr. Fauci things like a mask Nazi. It turns out that that troll was actually an official at the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases who worked under Dr. Fauci. And that guy is now going to retire. So he was revealed to be William Cruz, who worked in the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious, uh, Infective, Infectious Diseases Communications Branch, uh, worked for a right-wing opinion website, Red State, under the pseudonym, under a pseudonym. I don't guess it gives us a pseudonym. Among other things, he mocked Fauci as a masked Nazi and described wearing face coverings as, quote, a political statement. Uh, according to a spokesperson, uh, the National Institute of Infectious Diseases first learned of this matter. Yesterday morning, Mr. Cruz has informed us of his intention to retire. So he is leaving. Um, we might be looking at a substitute teacher shortage this year with teachers that. potentially being out for weeks at a time. Not just like, well, coronavirus related, but even if somebody in their home had COVID-19, they'll have to isolate. Right. For two weeks, you know, just to be on the safe side. So, Well, not only that, too. I think there's a teacher in Alabama who's been upset because she's 70. She still works. Mm-hmm. And she is. she has a note from her doctor saying, hey, I can't be in person in my classes because I am at risk. And the school is saying that tough, tough luck, basically. Either come in or you got to, you know, step down or lose your job. And so I think that's another part of it, too. Whoops, sorry about that. <laughs> Something was playing. Uh, but this, that's another aspect of this, is that you're, my, we might be facing a shortage as well from teachers who are forced to retire. Mm-hmm. Based on my, my experience going to a public school, it they would give anybody a substitute teacher's job. Like, we had substitute teachers that I swear, I think they just went and grabbed off the sidewalk. Yeah, who just kind of were like, well, I was bored and I'm retired, so here I am. No, people who had no teaching experience at all. Oh, I mean, my mom was a substitute teacher for a while, and she she didn't have any teach. She had no experience. She'd never been to college, but I guess she was a warm body, so they <laughs> stuck her in there for for a couple of years. You're basically a babysitter. Um, people are selling bleach on Amazon by marketing it as a quote miracle cure for coronavirus. Oh no! We've said it before, and we will say it again. <laughs> 
do not take bleach, Mm-mm. no matter who, and this includes people at the highest levels of government, no matter who tells you it might be a good idea, don't drink bleach as a cure for or a preventative for coronavirus. You know what it's great for, though? Getting out stains. Yeah. Use it for that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Getting out stains is a, is a great idea. Not for ingesting to fight coronavirus. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. With most business travel and tourism still on hold among the, amid the pandemic, wave of permanent hotel closures has begun. New York City's iconic Hilton Times Square is one of the latest to close forever, while the Rodeo Drive Hotel has become one of the first high-end casualties in Los Angeles. Hotel shutdowns were supposed to be temporary, and they're now turning permanent as the crisis continues to drag on. And we're hearing about another restaurant chain that is now filing for bankruptcy. Sizzlas. Yeah. Come. Yeah. No. I mean, do we even have a We don't have a Do we have one here? No. no, I don't think so. Yeah, they say that. I mean, uh, here we might we might have one is where you're I imagine listening. it's like a home uh, hometown buffet, but with more meat. I don't even. I, I, we had, when I, I, did you guys ever have a sirloin stockade? No. <laughs> no. All right. no. Okay, I just thought I'd no, ask. No, no, continue. Yeah. What is that? Tell us. Well, it was like a buffet, but definitely you could also. So you would go through the buffet like at a like at a hometown buffet, but then they would have chefs on the grill cooking up steak, and they oh. cook you up a nice rare or medium or whatever. You Everybody know. wear cowboy hats and uh, have lassos on. No, they didn't. I mean, they didn't go that far, but it was a welcome to the Sir Lawrence Arcade for for a. <laughs> For a couple of decades, it was the fanciest restaurant in my hometown. So. Oh, hey, now. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, so Sizzlers, they said that they are going to try and complete the Chapter 11 process within the next 120 days. They say franchisees, though, who own and operate their own locations will not be impacted by the filing. Now, there's a lot of different chain restaurants that have Is permanent- Sizzler like a West Coast thing? And the reason I think that is because in the movie, White Men Can't Jump, when... They're betting, you know, on a on a game. Mm-hmm. Kadeem Hardison's character is like, we going sizzling, we going sizzling. I never. Yes, it is totally. I just I just pulled up the locations map, and, and it's a West Coast. Yeah. It's all deal. West Coast except for one random location in Florida, in Kissimmee, Florida. But then everywhere else, it looks like Arizona, Utah, Oregon, Washington, California. None in Nevada, but yeah, it looks like it's um, predominantly a look, West Coast. Look up Sirloin Stockade. I just want to see if that was... Uh... I want to see a commercial <laughs> for that. I know. I wonder what... Stockade. Howdy, y'all. Oh, all-you-can-eat buffet and bakery. Oh, and look, you get a free ice cream with the buffet. Oh my god. Yeah, you always do. I think they have a soft-serve machine. Yeah. You just go help yourself. Oh, my God. There's one in Juarez. There's a Sirloin Stockade in Juarez? Yeah. All right, what? that's our mission. <laughs> Before the end of 2020. Yeah, it looks like We're going to go to Sirloin Stockade oh and Oh, my God. Sirloin Stockade killer up for parole. Do, what? what? <laughs> Family of Sirloin Stockade mass murder victim recounts horror. Oh. What? <gasps> All right. Sirloin Stay out of rabbit holes murders. for a second. Do they have Sirloin Stockade in Texas? Uh, yeah, they do in Del Rio, Paris, Round Rock, Taylor. Uh, there's Ardmore, Oklahoma. Yeah. And then the couple of locations. My Aunt Zella lived in Ardmore. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple locations in Missouri, Kentucky, and Indiana. 
Sirloin Stockade is an American family-style all-you-can-eat buffet steakhouse, restaurant chain, and yeah. franchiser that was founded in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, oh, there in you 1966. Go. Ah, there, there we go. go. But yeah. there's one in Juarez, man. <laughs> there's companies behind chains like Sloop Plantation, California Pizza Kitchen. They have all filed for bankruptcy in the past few months. All right, and finally, the CDC, they're talking about the holidays. They have issued their first guidance for the holidays, including Halloween. Door-to-door trick-or-treating and costume masks and parties are discouraged this year due to the pandemic. Guidance says there are other low-risk activities that you could enjoy instead, uh, like carving pumpkins, decorating your home, Mm -hmm. outdoor scavenger hunts, virtual costume contests, and hosting movie nights within your household. Moderate events that are moderate risk events that you could do are one way trick or treating. Uh, What's that? It's basically where you leave goodie bags or treats on your your porch, and then people can pick them up from there. I don't trust my. I don't trust anybody. Mm -mm. Yeah. Uh -uh. So they said that's something. um, Or at the edge of your yard or at the end of your driveway, having a small group outside for an open air costume parade where participants are six feet apart. Or, or attending an outdoor costume party where everyone has to wear masks and people are forced to social distance. But they are saying costume masks like the one you wear for Halloween, they are not a good substitute for a cloth mask. <laughs> so they say costume masks should not be used unless it's made of two or more layers of breathable fabric that covers the mouth and nose and doesn't leave any gaps. Oh. So Since we're talking about combat. masks, that I, that reminded me on the Batman quiz. I had one other question I was going to ask you. Okay. You know why Batman's mask doesn't cover like his mouth and chin? <laughs> why? So why? the cops can tell that he's white. Jeez. Damn. Okay. What's going on with these jokes? Yeah, you did the same thing to me yesterday. (laughs) Did you not laugh yesterday either when he told it? I didn't tell that one. He didn't tell that one. He told a different one. (laughs) What was the one you told yesterday? I don't want to say it. Never mind. Don't say it. Um, Okay. You know what? You got you got to try things sometimes. Yeah. Right. You got to throw them out there. Mm Got to risk it. You won't know where the limit is until you test the limit. Oh, you test the limit. All right. Okay, other moderate risk activities include a um, open-air, one-way walk through haunted forest uh, where people can wear face masks or pumpkin patches or orchard visits or outdoor. All right, I feel like I kind of have to mention mm-hmm. our drive through haunted house this yeah. year, right? That is, yeah, that would... That would it, uh, that is not a high risk activity. So here's what's going on at, for our El Paso affiliate KLAQ. It's the KLAQ Devils Highway drive-through starting September 26th. That's Saturday uh-huh. is when this is going to start. Oh, listen, listen to the freak over there. She loves Halloween. Yeah, she, she can't does. wait. Is he talking about me? Yeah. Yes. Take a listen, terrifying ride on a war rigged limousine. Wow! And join the rest of the convoy in a safe, zero contact attraction. See, I don't think they should put safe in there because you always want to feel like you're a little bit in danger. That's the that's the key to a successful <laughs> haunt. Yeah. But you could be hurt in a second. Okay, so let's change that to join the rest of the convoy in a possibly deadly but zero contact <laughs> attraction for you and your zombie hunting group. Try to survive as you pass through eight acres of wastelands taken over by the undead. Uh, don't be scared. No, do be scared. You should be very scared. It's the devil's highway. Come on. I think we're going against message here. 
Uh, all vehicles and property are routinely disinfected and strictly sanded. You cannot make that. You can't sanitize Halloween. I mean, you can t- literally sanitize. You can it, literally sanitize. You don't want to. You don't want to overdo it on advertising that it's supposed to be scary and dangerous. <laughs> yeah, just not about germs. <laughs> You're supposed to be scared by the monsters. Don't worry about germs, speed limits, or evil spirits affecting your experience. Why not? Who wrote this? <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem with the copy. <laughs> so it is uh, It is way out on Montana. Nice. On the way to Carlsbad. So how how so. long uh, do you think the whole ride lasts? Um, let's see. I, I, you know what? I, I don't have like any way of knowing. told me and I, I forgot. I figure like our walkthrough haunted houses are usually like a half hour. Oh my God. Last year felt like forever. Right. Oh last God, year was last like 45 was minutes. One, it yeah. was super long. So I, I would think they'll probably plan this one. So it'll be a good half hour, 45 minute uh, haunt. But you can get more details for, uh, for our listeners in Far West Texas. You can find that at KLAQ.com for the Devil's Highway drive through Haunted House. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Well, it is now autumn, and we're going to have a look at the Mo Show calendar and Daily Almanac of events as we get into the first day. It's only been autumn for like 20 minutes. <laughs> nice. And I'm already thinking about getting my sweaters down. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, yeah. cold, yeah. Well, when do you start doing that? I actually made a post on the website a, a few days ago about like when do you switch out your winter well, wardrobe? It's it's earlier for me because when I when we go to work, you know, it's still mm-hmm. it, it could be but, but when it gets in the 50s, like I'll usually put a jacket or a sweater on, but over the next couple of weeks I'll probably start mm-hmm. you know, on getting my sweaters down and ready to go. I know when I can't wear flip-flops anymore. That's <laughs> that's when it's time to put on a sweater. We uh, got a few posts that I want to recommend you check out at buzzadamshow.com. That is our website, and you can go over there and read something new every day. In fact, throughout the day, we update it multiple times per day. Let me ask you if you would, I'm going to describe an app to you, and you tell me mm-hmm. if you would use it. It's kind of like the ride share of stalking people <laughs> is the way that oh. I describe it. It's mm-hmm. called Mole. It's a new app, Ooh. and it lets you hire strangers to be your eyes and ears, and you can get spies anywhere in the world. Yes, I realize that this sounds like it could have some very horrific applications, yeah. for sure. Or- I call it the rideshare treatment because it uses technology to deprofessionalize something, like Uber and Lyft. Mm-hmm. You know, took ride shares out of the hands of licensed cab drivers and yep. limo services and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mole seems seeks to do the same for espionage. Really? Oh. Not espionage on a government level, but more snooping, spying, and stalking. Like private detecting, kind of? Like what, <sighs> what you would hire them to do? Here's the way they, they give a couple of examples. So, so the way it works is this. You go on Mole and post that you want to see live video of a certain location, then someone who is nearby takes your assignment, and they earn a few bucks. So you don't have to spend money on a private detective, but somebody, you know, I want to see what's going on at the Eiffel Tower. You know, you could do it, and somebody would, and then it's set up just like a, like a ride share. Um, and Mold gives a few examples. Say, for example, you're out of town, and you want to check on your house just to make sure... 
none of the doors look like they've been kicked in. None of the windows have been How broken. How do you spell it? M-O-L-E. <laughs> That's the app? Yes. I have a link to it in the article. Okay, thank you. Because when I looked it up, it came up Mole Mapper. How to look up for skin cancer and melanoma? No, no, I got okay. a, I got a link. But... I was like, <laughs> different mole, different mole. <laughs> you, you can find the link in the post. So. Can I hire somebody to check my moles? <laughs> I guess so. Um, say your parents and you're out of town and you've told your kids no parties. You could send out a thing that's like, I want somebody to drive by and just do a video mm, of my, how Buzz my looks house. At Nico, no. Mm-hmm. Don't they have a ring? Doorbells? That was a question I had. It's like it seemed like it'd be a lot easier just to have a ring doorbell. But <laughs> if you've got uh, like a really tech savvy teenager, they could probably yeah just cover you know, it up and be like, oh, co- it's cover just it up, up or put some it. kind of loop on there so it looks like nothing's going on. But the more I thought about this, if you if you hire a stranger to go over and check out your house because you're out of town. A, you just told a stranger that you're not anywhere near your house. Yeah. You've given the stranger the address to your house, and you let the stranger know that you don't have any high-tech security because you're hiring a stranger to go over and check out your house. Oh, the key's under the mat. (laughs) Right. It's almost like you're telling a stranger that your home is currently vulnerable to robbery. Yeah. Also, here's a scenario. Um... You pay somebody to cruise by, and you just give the address. I don't think you have to tell them what it's for or what your motivation is. You just say, I want you to go, and I want you to live stream for me. That would be a way to get out a rest- get around a restraining order, right? Couldn't you see somebody paying somebody to go film their ex's house to see who's over there or yeah. what kind of cars are there? That It's a little creepy, but there's a lot of times where I'll... Like I would be at home, like, and people would tell me to go somewhere. I'd be like, ah, "Is it really worth it? Is it worth the drive? I wish there was a live stream so I could see what the inside of this place looks like. If it's dead, then ah, I'm not going to go." I mean, I guess if you if you wanted to, I, I can think of useful examples, but I can also think of horrific borderline exactly. criminal examples. So yeah. there's maybe, a, I'm very lazy, so I there's a lot of things I could find myself using it for. Let's say that we're not under pandemic restrictions okay mm-hmm. maybe you're thinking about going out to a club or a bar but you kind of want to see who's there that's exactly what i was thinking yeah you find somebody who's there and they'll live stream and you can get an idea of if it's if it's hopping or not oh my god show me if my favorite go-go dancer is there yeah see oh or god. like hey is there a line to get in this place oh there is okay screw that we're gonna stay here like and, and the advantage would be you know, like a rideshare, you only pay a few bucks. Mm-hmm. If you were not, mm-hmm. first of all, you wouldn't hire a private detective to go check out the line mm-hmm. to get into the go-go club, right, Joanna? No, of course not. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I've got a post up. It's six COVID-19 products you can buy today. Ooh, and that one scares me. What yeah, is that's that? Gross. That's a, know, but it gives me the heebie-jeebies. That's a mask that's supposed to look like the COVID-19 virus. So it's a Halloween COVID-19 virus mask. It looks like if you were doing cosplay of Mermaid Man from uh, from SpongeBob, though. I was going to say it looks like one of the pirates from uh, Pirates of the yeah, Caribbean. I, also, it could be Captain Barbarossa. Yeah. So it kind of looks like that, but that's a COVID-19 mask. These things are called germ keys. And the way you use it is it's got a hook, so if you don't want to touch a door handle like a door that pulls, you you hook it and pull it. If you don't want to press an elevator button, it'll press that for you. It's also got a stylus on it. So these things are, you can get four of them for $13.98. 
It also includes the uh, the prices. There's an ice cube mold that makes ice cubes in the shape of the COVID-19 virus. Mm. Here is a COVID sympathy card, and you could use it for any number of occasions. It's a card that basically says, I'm sorry, covid it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is $5 for that. Cool. Also, there's a prank thermometer app that you can get where you whip out your phone and you tell somebody, oh, we're testing to make sure you're not mm-hmm. running a fever. And then you show them the thing and it shows that it's 104 no matter what. That way your customers know you have a sense of humor <laughs> in the middle of this whole pandemic. Yeah, right. So you can check out all these different uh, products that you can buy having to do with COVID-19. All right, let's take a look at our Mo Show calendar and Daily Almanac of events. All right, here we go. It's the Mo Show calendar for September 22nd, first day of autumn. Uh, today is American Business Women's Day. Today is also Elephant Appreciation Day. Ah. Speaking of the dead elephants in Botswana. Jeez. Today is Hobbit Day. Ice Cream Cone Day. Today is also National Girls' Night In. I think it's everybody night in, (laughs) right? A little bit. National Voter Registration Day. So, Lisa, you brought that up, that today is National Voter Registration Day. And today is Remote Employee Appreciation Day. Again, I feel like every day is Remote Employee (laughs) Appreciation Day. Birthdays today include actor Tom Felton, who played Draco Malfoy in the Harry Potter movies. He's He's also in The Flash. Is he really? Yeah, he's in The Flash. I don't know if he's... I watched about, I don't know, last Christmas, like three seasons. Is there... Oh, The Flash TV show? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. On the CW. Scott Baio, who played Chachi on Happy Days. Chachi. And is now just pretty much toxic on social media. So (laughs) Scott Baio is 60 today. Rock and roll legend and Hall of Famer Joan Jett is having a birthday today. The singer of I Love Rock and Roll and Bad Reputation is 62. Opera singer Andrea Bocelli is 62. You've seen this guy on TV. He's mm-hmm. the he's blind. Opera singer. Yes. Yeah. Very yeah. handsome man. Yes. Or so I've been told by the uh-huh. ladies who are into that sort of thing. David Coverdale, lead singer of Whitesnake. He was also the singer for Deep Purple for a while. David Coverdale, 69. And a birthday for Tony Basil. She had a big hit in 1982 called Mickey. Nico, do you know how that song went from the 80s? Mm-mm. Oh, Mickey, you're so, so fine. fine. You're so fine. You do know it. Hey, Why Mickey. did you just lie to oh. me? <laughs> hey, Mickey. Tony Basil is 77. I remember when that was a hit. Like, we were in middle school, mm-hmm. and, it, like, Tony Basil was already, like, 40 at that point. <laughs> but he was right. super cool. But it was, well, it's a girl. Oh, Tony Basil's she's a woman. Cool. Right. <laughs> Yeah, in the video, she's a cheerleader. You remember, uh-huh. Do you remember the video, I Joanna? Do. Yeah, that Lisa? was a great video. Retired Dodgers manager and slim fast uh, pitch man Tommy Lasorda is having a birthday. He's 93. Dates in history, it was in 1862 on this date that the Emancipation Proclamation was issued. Abraham Lincoln issued the preliminary Emancipation Proclamation declaring that all the slaves in rebel states would be free. 35 years ago, the Farm Aid concert was put on the first one ever, and some of the 
Willie Nelson was kind of the driving force behind it, but Neil Young, John Mellencamp uh, were there, Bob Dylan, John Denver, Johnny Cash. I got to tell you, that sounds like, I know some of those people are dead, but that sounds like a dream concert yeah. to me. Like, yeah. I would love to go to that concert. Bon Jovi in 1985 was also part of the very first Farm Aid. And 26 years ago, the year 1994, a new show debuted on NBC. If we were 26 years in the past, we could get ready to watch the series premiere of Friends, which debuted Aww. in 1994. It ran for 10 seasons. As we mentioned, first day of autumn, I'm just going to say, uh, you know, you're going to start hearing ads for, for things you associate mm-hmm. with fall. We were talking about our, our haunted house, which is actually a drive through haunted house. You're going to hear uh, ads for all kinds of pumpkin spice stuff, something yeah. tells me, you know, and then Christmas will be on before too long. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, Joanna is going to have entertainment news. Well, she's got it standing by for us. We're going to get to it in just a minute. I don't know if you're going to include this, but Joanna, it's it's basically for you. You're kind of like a horror movie oh. aficionado, right? Yeah. Uh, <gasps> what is it? This year marks the 40th anniversary of the original Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. And the th- movie theaters need special events to mm-hmm. stay afloat. Sure. So... Friday the 13th, the original, is hitting theaters around the country October 4th, 6th, and 7th. So Uh you can go and see the original Friday the 13th in a theater for its 40th anniversary. Had you heard about this already? I had, yeah. Have you ever subscribed to like any horror publications? I know that sounds kind of old-fashioned, having a magazine subscription. Oh, like Fangoria. Fangora. Yeah, yeah, the Room Morgue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Room Morgue is another one. Yeah, <laughs> There's one She's called, like... like I am familiar. <laughs> like, Babes and Corpses. Have you ever seen one of those? No. Yeah, no, I have yeah, seen that. You don't, seen that you don't get those off the newsstand. But yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird, trust me. It oh, is very weird. Uh, so, with Friday the 13th showing in theaters again, they're also uh, screening a featurette called Secrets Galore Behind the Gore, featuring <laughs> legendary special effects man Tom Savini oh, talking cool. about his work on the film. So. Uh-huh. Joanna knew who that was. She was like, oh, I have Yeah, he does a lot of great special effects. What did I subscribe? I didn't subscribe to Fangoria, but I, I had a subscription to, oh, Starlog. It was like a sci-fi, but this was back in the 70s or Starlog. Starlog was the name of the was the name of the magazine, and it either came out once a month or every other month. But what was it about? Sci-fi, but also horror. So oh, cool. you know, you didn't have as much sci-fi stuff, so they padded it out with with some horror stuff. And uh, Lisa, a movie that you watched and said you think it is kind of getting being misunderstood is Cuties on Netflix. Yes, this is controversial. It's a French coming of age film, Cuties, and it caused a lot of people to cancel their Netflix subscriptions. Most mm-hmm. of those people didn't see it. Apparently, it's also caused a lot of people to watch the movie. Yeah. Uh, because of the controversy. 72% of the people who watched the movie, mm-hmm. after they watched the movie, said they thought the controversy was overblown, having having seen it. Yeah. According to a Hollywood research and marketing firm, 52% of people who watched it did so only because of the fuss. So they're uh-huh. saying, this would not have been something I watched if it hadn't been a controversy. No, it totally wouldn't have been. 
29% say it was a major reason. But do you agree with that? I mean, it, the, there was a poster. Netflix probably screwed up because yeah, it they had totally these girls did. like in, in booty shorts and they're real young girls. And, you know, that was probably off message. Yeah. Do you agree with the filmmaker that it that it's actually calling out the the over sexualization of of children? Yes, I would. Um, I, I do understand where she was coming from. I still think if she did it with uh, a little bit older girls, like sixteen or seventeen, still would not be appropriate. But it's st- it would. I think it would be less of a backlash. It's just how young these girls are in the film, but. Um, is Watching. there any child nudity? Because I saw that somebody said there was child nudity, and I, I was thinking, okay, well, that that does seem problematic. No. I haven't watched it. I don't really, to be honest, plan on watching it. There's one scene where this girl, she's supposed to be a, um, in an older dance group, like one of the older groups that they're trying to emulate. Um, she does lift up her shirt, but it doesn't say she she's probably 18, so that's why I'm I, like yeah. I think that that scene itself it was just in bad it, I I didn't I thought it was in bad taste, um, but a lot of the the outfits the dance uh, not necessarily the twerking but the outfits that they're wearing the dance moves that they're doing those are dance moves that you would see in uh, any of the uh, dance moms recitals right. uh, that you would see mm-hmm. on toddlers and tiaras toddlers and tiaras yeah. so 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 you wouldn't say that it's completely wholesome. No, not at all. Okay. I wouldn't even say it's partly wholesome. <laughs> all right. But the thing is, is that what it's trying to bring awareness to is not wholesome either. So it's kind of like you're getting upset about this, but you're totally cool. Like the outfits that those girls are wearing. They, girls do wear outfits like that and, and younger than, than the girls that are supposed to be in this movie just to be part of a dance crew. Exactly. And I remember when I was little and I used to do dance competitions, the girls that would win the competitions wore outfits like that. The no. more risque, the more they, they had a chance. They would be wearing like the bra tops with jewels on it yeah. and the shorts and, you know, the. Yeah, it's a weird culture. I got to tell you. Just, I mean, in real life, the culture of kids pageants and kids dancing, yeah. the whole thing seems to be kind of an objectification. Yeah. Of- and I remember we used to, like, the girls in my group, we would always be like, well, those are the outfits we want to wear because those are the girls that are winning. Mm-hmm. And their dance, the, their team's rationale was the less the less uh, frill there is to the outfit, the more you're actually going to focus on the dancing that's happening because you're oh, not okay. focused on everything else that's going on in the outfits. Uh-huh. But for us, we're like, they look cute. Look at them in their bra tops. Mm-hmm. And our dance teacher was like, hell no, you're not. Like, <laughs> you can be wearing a full T-shirt. <laughs> All right, Joanna's got entertainment news for us. Uh, what is happening today, Joanna? Well, Stranger Things star David Harbour and newlywed as well. He just married Lily Allen. He says that oh, I got to tell you, after uh-huh. this story, I got to tell you something about David Harbour. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, he says the season four resurrection of Hopper was inspired by Gandalf's resurrection in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Hopper's death at the end of season three uh, was a huge shock. Is for his viewers. hair white when he comes back? <laughs> yeah, remember, so I didn't see. Oh, I didn't see beyond season one that. of Stranger. Oh right. yeah. So his death at se- the end of season three was a huge shock for viewers. Uh, the teaser trailer for Stranger Things Season 4 dropped back in February, and it revealed that the character's absence from the series would be short-lived, with footage showing a still-alive hopper working in a snowy Russian landscape, except he's bald in this one. Yeah. 
Uh, there's still no word on how Hopper managed to escape death in that giant explosion that occurred in the finale. Fans haven't shied away from speculating about the details involving the character's return. Was with there new- a Balrog involved? What is that's the thing that That's Gandalf thing is that fighting Gandalf when he went off the edge of the cliff. I, well, I've never seen Lord of the Rings. What? So. Run, you fools. <laughs> well, Harbor remained cryptic. No. Is it fly, flea? Fly, fly, you fools. I can't remember if it's flea, fly. Fly, you fools. Uh, Harper remained cryptic about Hopper's return in a recent interview, saying only that the plan to kill the character and bring him back was based on what happens to Gandalf in Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Uh, Oh, look, it does say here the wizard famously is thought to be killed by a Balrog in Fellowship of the Ring, only to emerge from the dead as a new version of himself. Gandalf the White. Mm-hmm. So Harbor says that decision was also partly driven by the need to force change on the character, adding that Hopper couldn't go on as the same person that he was before. All will be revealed when Stranger Things Season 4 returns on Netflix in 2021. Have they ever brought back Barb from Season no. 1? Oh, no, she's bye-bye. No, mm. she's like dead, dead. They can't do a Gandalf with Barb? No. I watched the Hellboy that David Harbour Start in. Oh, as how Hellboy. is that? It is awful. <laughs> I forgot that he's in Suicide Squad. Oh, he's one of the like generals or the lieutenants. Oh wow! I, I did that. I, that movie was so bad. I I don't even remember much about that. It was on last night, and I just I kind of have it in the background as background noise. And I looked up them all. Is that Hopper? <laughs> oh dang, that's Hopper though. Yeah, he plays one of the like generals that oh, cool, meets cool. with uh, Viola Davis. Well, he plays Hellboy, and it's not good. He's no Ron Perlman. <laughs> <laughs> the first trailer for Disney Plus's Scarlet Witch and Vision show, WandaVision, dropped the other day and included a reference to the infamous House of M comics arc. If you're a little baffled by the WandaVision trailer, you're not alone. Somehow Wanda and Vision are trapped inside a dream or a nightmare of 1950s American suburbia, or at least a TV show version of it, and Vision might still be dead. I've been dreading watching the trailer for Watch WandaVision. Watch the trailer. So this uh, you, House of M, I think, was like a mutant war trailer story breakdown? arc. Right. I, Do a trailer breakdown of it. I don't know it, if I'm really... You know, I don't know if I'm comfortable doing that. The House of M reference comes when uh, Scarlet Witch is showing, shown to be pouring a bottle of wine. The wine is called Mason du Mempris, which in French, Mason means house. Maison. And there's a huge... Maison. Maison. Oh, Maison. Uh-huh. There's, a, there's a huge M on the neck of the bottle as well. House of M is a 2005 crossover that briefly shaped the entire Marvel Comics universe. Written by Michael... Brian Michael Bendis and illustrated by Olivera Copiel, it was set in an alternate dimension where mutants have established their own nation led by Magneto and his family. Ooh. The storyline was jump-started by Scarlet Witch. After suffering a mental breakdown, Wanda says no more mutants and inadvertently reshapes the world into the House of M. Ah. WandaVision premieres later this year on Disney+. Plus. And finally, Ellen DeGeneres responded to the accusations of a toxic workplace environment on the 18th season premiere of her show yesterday, and she admitted that things happened that never should have happened. Ellen also addressed the personal attacks where she said, where people said that she's not the nice person that she pretends to be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> so most people liked what Ellen did? Part, or? Yeah, a lot of people did believe that this was a heart. Well, they fired oh, some producers. Apology. They mm-hmm. they made her DJ DJ Twitch an executive producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, were the were there accusations directly against Ellen? Like Ellen 
caused a toxic work environment or was it more like, well, other people did, but, but Ellen's name is on the masthead? Uh, yeah, I think a lot of it had to do with that. A lot of it was also the the workers there were told, you know, don't make eye contact with Ellen, uh, which she also addressed in her opening monologue. What did she say about that? She, she told people, don't look at me in the eye. Uh-huh. Uh, there were also when they, there was an accusation that Ellen, if she didn't like your breath, somebody would tell you, hey, you need to put a, some gum in your mouth because you, your breath stinks. Well, didn't, like, it, just like if you had B.O., you'd get sent home? Yeah. That doesn't sound, home, I mean... That sounds like something that might go on in a workplace. It's like, hey, you need to do something about this B.O. Mm-hmm. And if Ellen, has Ellen done ever done a line of candles like Gwyneth did? Because that <laughs> might help. Yeah, maybe, maybe she does. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Oh, I see what you're looking at over there. Ooh. I went and checked oh. out the... Uh, Is she wearing the original Scarlet Witch outfit? Yeah, so... in Dang. Looks nice, huh? I'm not going to do a full breakdown because I just don't think there's a whole lot that I can shed a lot of light on, but okay, but it okay, does have okay. Wanda wearing the Ooh. vintage costume like in the comic books. That is and amazing. I, I guess they're in some kind of uh, they don't know dream state or possibly mm-hmm. like they're in a virtual computer program. You know, it's not giving a lot of hints on that, but that's that's the uh, Scarlet Witch costume from the X Men and Avengers comics. Back in the day. That's exciting. And let me see if I can find for you. Oh, and here's what Vision looked like in the comic books. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, It looks like it's a Halloween. I see a bunch of kids in Halloween costumes. So it looks like Vision is wearing a Vision costume for Halloween. I was wondering what he was when I saw that. I didn't realize it was his own costume. He looks like Gumby. Um, I don't know the actress's name, but the actress from Parks and Recreation who played... Catherine Hahn. Oh, thank you. Mona Lisa Saperstein. Mm. Catherine Hahn is in it. (laughs) (laughs) Money, please. No, Mona Lisa was Jenny Slate. Catherine Hahn was... Wait, who... That wasn't Mona... Are you sure? Who was Catherine? She's the the I, one who works on the campaign for... Oh, right. Paul Rudd's Oh, my gosh. I love her. She's so good in the uh, the good. You're right. I totally got yeah. those actresses confused. No, I just remember her from the goods. And then where's the one where she's hitting on? Oh no, that's the same movie. Uh, Rob, what, Rob Riggle. What was the? Oh, yeah. <laughs> who was the actor that played Mona Lisa Saperstein? Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate. Okay. She's the one who could tell us about Captain America and his. Uh, oh, she has information. That hammer. Let me give you a preview of Loudwire Nights before we get into today's rock news. Chris Cornell's daughter, Lily Cornell Silver, launched her online talk series back in July. It's called Mind Wide Open. And uh, she started it on what would have been her her dad's 56th birthday. So she's a special guest on Loudwire Nights. Join Tony Gonzalez uh, and Chris Cornell's daughter, Lily, to talk about... Uh, what's going on with her podcast, uh, her dad's legacy, and more. You can hear that tonight starting at 7, Loudwire Nights, every weeknight starting at 7 o'clock right here on this radio station. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. If you're uh, keeping track of such things, the United States uh, crossed over. We now have more than 200,000 coronavirus deaths in the United States. 
And I saw the president speaking uh, at a rally in Ohio, and he was kind of back to the alternative version of, of reality. He was telling the people in attendance there that, you know, it's really only a thing old people get, and it only affects old people. And, well, Lisa, you just had a story about Ozzy Osbourne's three-year-old granddaughter right. being diagnosed with COVID-19. and. I think that also doesn't take into account the number of people who didn't die from it but are going to have lingering health issues because of the damage that was done by the COVID-19. I think that's maybe an aspect that is getting underplayed. Uh, But they're now talking about the twindemic, which when I first heard that term, I thought, oh, okay, the Olsons are going to make movies again. (laughs) They're talking about uh, the COVID-19 and the beginning of flu season Mm -hmm. combined. And they're they're worried that that, along with, you know, kids being back in school, yeah, uh, sporting events allowing people in, that that's going to bring a surge in coronavirus cases, and the surge appears to have begun. So I've got a chart here that is uh, tracking new coronavirus cases per million residents, and the that red line you see on the graph that's the United States. They have also got Europe. Canada and Japan. There's no way you could spin this to look like the United States is doing well during this pandemic. Um, cooler fall weather will start to complicate outdoor socializing. Wait, have you ever heard? Did your did your mom or dad or hmm. anybody tell you like you get cold from going out in the cold? Or was that just my With mom? Wear a hat. Wear a Without hat. Without a, a sweater on. Or, yeah. Or you'll catch you, your death. Or if you had wet hair, it was always like hair. you're going to catch yeah, a cold. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that's uh, scientifically accurate. Mm. What I had heard is that... I don't know. I'm just saying that every time I've gone out, I've not had wet hair. Or... Right. Or the whole like, thing, don't go to sleep with your hair wet. With your hair wet. Uh-huh. And I always wake up with a stuffy nose the next day. I'm like, oh, Really go to right. sleep? Yeah, I cannot sleep with wet hair. I think the colds and flu, the reason I think they're associated with, uh, or the version that I've heard anyway, is that people congregate indoors more, you know, in the winter months. So that's how it gets passed around. If if cold caused colds or flu, you would expect everybody to get a flu that goes to Antarctica, and they find out it's it's just the opposite. The they don't have colds or flus in Antarctica unless somebody brings it in with them because it's too cold. But not to mention the fact that everyone in Antarctica, because it's so cold, they're all wearing like masks and things. They're covered up. Yeah, they're pretty That's covered why up. That's they make you wear scarves in the winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, the uh, number of confirmed U.S. deaths from coronavirus has, has now surpassed 200,000. People are selling bleach on Amazon by marketing marketing it as a miracle cure for coronavirus. We've said it before and we'll say it again. Don't take bleach. Don't drink it. Don't ingest it. No matter who you think is recommending it. It's not a great idea. It's not. Don't do that. It's so, like, look what it did to my nails. Imagine what it did to you. My nails are awful because I clean with bleach. Mm-hmm. Imagine what that would do to the inside of your stomach. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Already Three American clothes. cities have been designated anarchist cities by the U.S. Justice Department. Those cities are Portland, Oregon. I want to clarify. 
not Maine, Mm -hmm. New York City and Seattle, Washington have been designated as anarchist jurisdictions. Cities that the Trump administration said have allowed violence to... uh, Sorry. (laughs) Something keeps kicking in. There's something I want to play Mm -hmm. with you guys, but I just haven't decided when I'm going to do it. Okay. I thought he's like, but I can't find it. It's just plain <laughs> in the back. <laughs> uh, so these are cities that the the Trump administration says have allowed violence to persist, and they could lose federal uh, funding. That's kind of what they want, right? I mean, if it's funding for police departments and stuff, that they want to defund the police. Uh, Attorney General Bill Barr said, uh, Attorney General William Barr said state local officials who have cut police funding, refused offers from help or of help from the federal government, and failed to rein in violence. Uh, here's what the attorney general said. We cannot allow federal tax dollars to be wasted when the safety of the citizenry hangs in the balance. The mayors of the three cities, Portland, Seattle, and New York City, criticized the move as a political stunt to punish Democratic cities beset by crisis, uh, including the deadly pandemic, has accused the Trump administration of trying to distract from their inability to uh, address the pandemic. In a joint statement following the executive order, the mayors of Portland, Seattle, New York City, and Washington, D.C. said their cities and citizens are not the president's, quote, political pawns, and that withholding federal funds would be illegal. Uh, TV tonight, well, we've got Dancing with the Stars. This is going to be the first, uh, the first contestant is going to be voted off. So nobody was voted off last week. No, they didn't vote anybody off, but Carol Baskin had the worst score. Uh, this is the first elimination on Dancing with the Stars, and that is tonight on ABC (sighs) over on NBC America's Got Talent, uh, live finals. And a one-hour special back on ABC after Dancing with the Stars called Time 100. Time Magazine announces their 100 Most Influential People list. And they asked people around the country, at what age do you feel like you kind of get burned out? Uh, Specifically on the job, but it could be burned out on other things, too. Yeah, I guess. 31. (laughs) is that because you're 31? Yeah. I'm going to agree with her. <laughs> is that because out. you're you're 31? I'm 32, but I, you, you know, feel like it, you burned out a year ago? Out yeah, it started then. <laughs> started then and burned out a while. Um this survey says people are most likely to feel like they've burned out on work when they're just 32 years old. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I wonder if that means like you've had the same jobs. Have Mm -hmm. you have you had the same job since you were twenty two? Or I wonder if like if you jump around and have a bunch of different jobs if it keeps you from getting burned out. Maybe. Oh maybe. They also they also ask people what are the things that make you get burned out? And the top answers number one, long work hours. Number two, trying to do too much. Not taking enough vacation. You know you know Americans get way less vacation than most European countries. Yeah. I want to be in Spain. They got siestas. Ugh, that sounds great. Every Everybody in England, the times that I've visited England, everybody either... They're always on holiday. Either they just got back 
or they're about to go. On holiday. Right. Maybe both. They just got back and they're about to go on holiday. (laughs) Uh, The survey also found most people who switched to working at home have been working more hours during the pandemic. With the average person reporting that they put in an extra 11 to 12 extra hours every month. So if you're coming up on 32 and you're starting to feel burned out, well, that kind of matches up with... uh, with what the people in this survey are saying, too. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Word came out that uh, world-renowned private detective, a legendary El Paso, and J.J. Uh, Arms is selling his his estate, which is in itself famous, kind of as a landmark in the Lower Valley. And uh, Mr. Arms joins us today. Hi, Mr. Arms. Hi, Good morning. Fantastic to see you. So, so let's get a couple things out of the way. First of all, you're not retiring. Absolutely not. No. You're not selling your home because you're strapped for cash or anything like that. That's no, not the case. We're downsizing, downsizing, and, and that's it. Right. Uh, so this this house is is pretty sprawling. It's like thirteen thousand square feet on six and a half uh, acres of of property. I was reading a little bit about the house. It says it was built. The original structure was built in 1952. Did you have it built in 1952? Oh no, no, I bought it. It was you bought it, and somebody had already I lived. Bought there. it, and then I uh, completely tore it down in '03. Yeah, and I built because uh, it was uh, it was an older older uh, uh, piece of property, you know, and so I built a new uh, state of the art uh, uh, home at um, in '03. So. Uh, we've been, just my wife and I used to be the, all the kids there. Yep. And, uh, you know, all, um, uh, I had all my animals there. I had, at one time, I had 30, 30 tigers because one of the females gave me 11 babies, you know. And oh, my God. That wasn't all at one time. They don't, do they have a litter that big or do you mean over no, the No, the litter was that big. We had 11 to, tigers? Yeah, we had to feed them. Uh, uh, what was your what was your steak bill or your meat bill for a month no, at, when you had all those tigers? It's seventy thousand a year. Seventy thousand a year. Uh-huh. Uh, and did did you keep all those tigers or did oh, yeah, you find I them had, other places? No, they, they all I, lived there at the I same kept time. Them. I kept them for a long time because I not only had the tigers, I had some cheetahs. Yeah, I remember I had, the cheetahs and leopards. Did you have yeah, some leopards? Yeah, I had some leopards, black black. Black leopards. I know? never saw the elephant, uh-huh. but I always heard stories about oh, the, the, elephant. the elephant that yeah. lived there. Yeah, we had a baby elephant, and uh, I had um, a rhino, <laughs> baby rhino, and and a. Uh, How was the? Tell me about the rhino. How was the rhino? What was? It was, what, a, it was a, a little dwarf rhino. Okay. That, that I bought. Well, that sounds adorable. <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh, the cheetahs. I acclimated them with my dogs. And uh, oh. the they were running with the dogs loose, and yeah, uh, you would you. I was wondering about this the other day because a lot of times they do that with a big cat that's in captivity. They'll it needs to play with something, right? And well, they'll they'll uh, get a dog to be its companion. And you would think, well, dogs don't like cats, but dogs and big cats seem to get along really, really well. It got to the point where well, they, uh, they were cubs, so then. Uh, when I when I acclimated them to the dogs, and the uh, cheetahs th- thought they were dogs, and the dogs thought they were cheetahs, <laughs> so they would run together, and uh, and I I had uh, 
all kinds of animals. I had all Aww. kinds of animals, and and it was it, my my kids grew up with the animals. I had a jungle mate for the animals, and and the kids you used to have little houses there for where they would play. You know, were these animals uh, only pets, or were they used sometimes for like you know television and movies and things uh, like that? They, well, uh, yeah, uh, like one of the. Uh, one of the uh, animals that I had was because um, uh, I also had some ostriches. Oh yeah! And uh, one of the ostriches played on the Beverly Hillbillies, <laughs> and that was uh, Granny's chicken that that got in her yard. Right. And uh, and, and that she was she was killed by an oh. by an electrician. <gasps> the electrician was climbing the pole. And then uh, the um, the ostrich picked him on the on on the leg. And he thought, you know, he, he scared him, and he, he just kicked the kicked the ostrich, and, and he killed the ostrich. Hit her on the neck and killed her. I heard ostriches can be very very feisty, oh, yeah. mean, dangerous. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> in fact, and we had a lot of fun with them, and the kids had a lot of fun with them. But you did. You, you didn't make money off of the like no. the animals cost more to keep than they brought they in. Sure did. Yeah. Oh no, no <laughs> very was, expensive. That was very Are the expensive. pens and the paddocks and everything still there? The one. The pens oh, yes. that the animals were oh, kept yeah. in. Yeah. All right. Yes. So how many pens? There's about thirty. Um, oh, about thirty. Yeah. All right. So if anybody look is looking for a mansion with a lot of property and thirty pens, I'm just going through some of the amenities, right. Mr. Arms. And a, a gigantic swimming pool that's, how deep is that pool? Fifteen the, feet. Fifteen feet deep. Wow. Right. It was a real pool because I used to have an, a pool indoors. Mm-hmm. And so I canceled that and we concentrated on the outside pool. So uh, the, the indoor pool was very funny and uh, it had a, a waterfall and all that. And the kids used to have a good, good, good time. It's a very unique house, so you'd have to find somebody with really unique <laughs> needs that wants all that I stuff. Had a tennis so, court. Yeah, there's tennis a tennis court. court. And then I had an indoor target range. Uh, How about the casino room? Can you tell me? I never. I built, I, tell me about the casino room. When did you build that? I, I built that in uh, 03. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, for my wife, uh, for my wife, Linda. Does does Mrs. Arms enjoy going to Las Vegas? Is is that why you built it for? Oh yeah, every time we went to Vegas, she was always with the arm one arm bandits, you know. So I I surprised her and I built a. Yeah, if she loses at your house, at least you get to keep the money. That's a good idea. <laughs> so I so I built a casino for her, and I had uh, about seventeen or eighteen uh, uh, one arm bandits there and. I would call from work. I says, uh, "What are you doing?" Oh, she says, "I I'm at the casino." <laughs> and that, <laughs> that was a uh, the house always won, and that was just for for us for the family, you know. And they they enjoyed it, but um, we had every everything that you can imagine in 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 our mansion, and so uh, now I got to, after the kids left. It was just my myself and my it's wife. It's too much house. Too much. Too house. much house, especially mm-hmm. as you get on in years. You know, you need a, less complications. So, yeah. looking for a smaller place. All right. Yeah. For 
So we downsized, and that's what we're doing. All right. Now, now there, there's probably somebody out there listening who, for whatever reason, is saying, oh, that sounds perfect. Uh, Eric, do you want to step to the microphone? This is your real estate agent, uh, Eric. So do you want to give us some details about the uh, the purchase of the home and, and what how people can find out about it? I don't, I don't suppose that it's on Zillow, for instance, or maybe it is, for all I know. The, the funny thing is, uh, at the end of the day, it's going to be a normal transaction. Um, you know, every deal is a little different. Uh, been in the been in the business ten years, and uh, this may be the, the funnest of my entire career. I, um, you know, I was thinking about the transaction because knowing Mister Arms and the colorful life he's lived, I, I thought like whoever buys it is going to have to pay in gold bars, you know, or <laughs> that's true though. <laughs> something very James Bond like. So it's a, you know, it's an it's a special home. It's a special property. Um, you know, obviously, it's a at this point, it's it's in a high traffic location with a lot of frontage on North Loop. Um, got a Walmart right there. Got a Walmart. Yeah. Um, Strip malls right around it. You know, we got we got. When you moved in, was was any of that there, Mister Arms? No, N- none of the stores. It was no, really- none of the stores. Now we're surrounded by all of this. Just grew up around your house right. since you were there raising well, your family and all that. Not only time. that, I had to um, buy all the properties adjacent to me because my kids. Uh, well, after after uh, after I sold the animals and all that, and not sold the animals. I got rid of the animals because I I donated them to different zoos. Mm-hmm. I tried to donate. Uh, a Sumatran tiger, which is the rarest tiger in the world, uh, two cheetahs and uh, and a lion, to uh, the El Paso zoos, and they said, "Oh yeah, we'll take them if uh, if if you feed them because we, uh, we're not." <laughs> well, hold on a second. <laughs> they're not in the budget. They're not in the budget. So I said, so I gave them to other zoos that uh, were more worthy. Yeah, you didn't want to be on the hook for feeding those animals. <laughs> no, they, it- they wanted me to feed them. <laughs> Who would would somebody get in touch with you, Eric? If you if you got a qualified buyer who's who's serious about buying the property, I mean the answer is definitely yes. Uh, it's a co- it's taken a village to get this one put together. Um, a co-listing with Thomas Folden, we're both residential and, and 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 just good general real estate agents here in El Paso. What's the end goal on this? Uh, to sell the house. Um, you know, it's a it's almost six acres. Uh, people have seen the photos. I think people are kind of curious. How do you get a, a, a We've got a, a three million three million dollar price tag on this. Um, you know, it's it's the home and the land. Yeah, look People at all need the to land. remember. Yeah, and, I mean, and so even if there wasn't a home on it, I mean, just look at that real estate. I'm looking it, at the aerial. It's true. Right so, now. Some would say, you know, you're buying the land and you get the house for free, or 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 you know, backwards or something. But um, you know, look at all the shade. That's beautiful. <laughs> there's uh, 40, 50 year old pine trees, and uh, it, it's a really pleasant property. Um, you know, I, I think th- one of the things we just want to do today is just confirm with uh, everyone that it's a it's a it's a normal home over the size. Yes, it has a private casino and some other fun <laughs> things in it, of course, uh, and that's what makes this whole thing fun to be a part of. But well, it's um, a unique home, like Mr. Arms is a unique person. Yeah, and we're just uh, you know as far as just representation, um, you know, looking to just. Uh, balance the the legacy of Mr. Arms here uh, with with what would be, a, like I said, a traditional transaction. So we're, you know, we're, we're having conversation with MIMCO. We're having conversation with other appropriate players in town that uh, this could be a, a, a property for. Um, you know, there's a few things to deal with um, uh, with it. Uh, the photography, which we're, re- we're rolling out today, which has uh, for the first time uh, some really, really 
insightful, fun photos of, of the inside of the house. Uh, so for the first time, people are going to be able to see. Let me see. Uh, they just notified me that we put that up just a moment ago. Yeah. So if, if people. It's on KLAQ.com if you want to go over there and see. There's Mr. Arms. And, and Linda. Beautiful wife, Linda. So there. That is a very interesting doorway. That's a circular doorway. Yeah. It leads you down to the entertainment room. That's uh, one f- uh, mantle, uh, one of two or three of those. No, we, uh, um, I had a, an artist come in from California to, to do the, the um, main. fireplace. Yeah, the fireplace is the head of a lion. <laughs> and seven and or the eight fire's foot. inside his mouth. It's a breathing lion. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of, uh, what is that movie? Lion King. No. <laughs> Joanna would know it. It's the Which movie about the, the haunting, but they have a huge lion fireplace, and it's so cool. Well, I think of I'll the opening it. of uh, Aladdin when, you're, when they're trying oh, to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You, 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 you nailed right it, Eric. That thing. Um, That's so awesome. So Buzz is now in the casino room. Yeah, uh, I've got a picture of a casino room at klaq.com so you can see this 2025 slot machines all from las vegas uh but privately owned now how about the furnishings mr arms are you are you uh uh selling the furnishings uh, we'll like take, the, no we're taking part of the furniture uh uh to our new home mm-hmm. we, we we're buying uh, uh all the slot machines going with you no we're gonna leave them we're gonna leave them for our uh, whoever so, wants to, wants to play. Okay, so that go the that comes with the house. It, it, it's does it's a consider personal property. It's not ta- non tangible items. It's a work in progress, Buzz. Where you know he's got a couple of vehicles. Um, uh, some of these the slot, <coughs> the furnishings I'm asking about. Uh, it's going to be a few weeks before we get them identified, priced. Um, mm. You know, we're it's going to start at, at the price at the private level, really, when it comes to the vehicle, the higher priced items, uh, vehicles and such. So the public. Um, oh, I want to find I, out about the vehicles. It, we will make it very <laughs> obvious, uh, you know that that what's available, when it's available, and things. It's going to be in the next few weeks. Though. Tell We're, me, tell me about the vehicles, Mr. Arms. You got the limo, and you got a you got a Rolls Royce, right? I got a Rolls Royce, a '72 uh, Rolls Royce that's got twenty eight thousand miles. Twenty eight. Twenty eight thousand. Wow, that's 000. low mileage. Yeah, yeah you, the you get in the car and it still smell us uh, smells new. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, then we got my roll, my limousine. They uh, say those Rolls Royces are made so, so well and so perfectly that nothing goes wrong with we, it. He fired it up the other day after however many months of it being dormant in his garage, and it was just amazing to see. He switched yeah. a few switches, and boom, fired up. I might be in the market for a, for, for a 72 Rolls Royce. I was going to buy it. Red, red. Let's talk turkey. <laughs> let's, let's find out how much you want for it. <laughs> You got with, any idea? What it's black? Black with red, perfect with red leather. <laughs> That's exactly what I would want. That's yeah. what your car is right now outside. Oh, it that. is, <laughs> Mr. Arms. How much do you think you want for the Rolls Royce? The Rolls Royce about forty five, forty five thousand. Twenty eight thousand miles, forty five, and the exterior good shape. Yes. Oh, it's no fingerprints. Does anything. it have machine guns that come out of the headlights or no, anything? No. Oh, no. I'm so sorry, bud, it, but you're gonna have to have a bidding war for that now. Uh, that's the, a good uh, price. The limousine yeah. is the one that's got the machine guns. The limousine has machine guns. Does yeah. does the that driver has a, a twelve gauge shotgun in the on the passenger side? Okay. Oh How much do you want for the limo? Maybe we could package <laughs> them. Forty five thousand. Forty five for the limo. Forty five for the Rolls Royce. Correct. Ninety thousand dollars. That's right. Something that I want to share on the limo. How about is- if I wrote you a check for seventy right now? <laughs> <laughs> Would you entertain that? No, because I wanted uh, 
a little more for for the Rolls Royce. I mean, for the both both cars. Yeah. So I just got them down to forty five thousand feet. Okay. Uh, the, uh, there's a friend of mine that from Milwaukee that's got a museum, so he's coming down because he, he sight unseen. He says, "I'll buy I'll buy the uh, uh, the limo. the limo." And, uh, All right, well, let him have the limo, but deal with me on the on the rolls, okay? <laughs> Does it have any spy craft? Does it have any bulletproof, the, you know, glass or anything, or is window, it just a uh, the limo? The, the the rolls. The rolls, yeah. No, the Rolls Royces. I I even went to uh, uh, England when when they built it for me, and I wanted wow. a little stretch. But is this the rolls here? This picture of Mr. Arms. That is him. That's the rolls. I gotta have it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I gotta have it. Such beautiful cars. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And, and the, the the older they get, the classier they get. You know what I mean? Is. It's one of the few cars that you look at. You just don't like, see it anymore. Yeah. People may think Buzz is joking that he's not. He I'm really seriously considering <laughs> buying Mr. Arms Rolls Royce. And the funnest part is you can test drive it without leaving the property. <laughs> right. You can just take it down the drive, right? <laughs> he's, got, he's got practically a couple taxiways it, around there. Mr. This, Arms, let us know when we can come because I also really like that dining room table you have there, too. Well... We don't know. That might be some of the furnishing that, that stays, or it might be some Are of the furnishing. Are you taking the plants? Because that's a really nice <laughs> fern that you have in the corner. Oh, my gosh. Can you can hear, can you hear Lisa? She's asking about all the, all the furnishing. Things are going to be better documented over the next couple of weeks. Uh, like, can I just take a picture at the fireplace? <laughs> that, Absolutely. That's all I want. Yeah. <gasps> this is so cool. All There's right. another fireplace in our bedroom. Yeah, oh. I think I see in the picture here, that's the uh, <gasps> Lion's Head oh fireplace. Oh, my God. Oh. That's incredible. Are you are you taking that with you, or are you going to no, leave that in the house for the buyer? It stays in the house. Okay. But I, I, I got a mold from the, from the builder mm-hmm. that uh, I had a mold for the, um, for the fireplace, so I may take the mold with me. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> um, so this house built in 52, but it's not the same house at all. There's no, none of the original no, no, structure I tore it down there. To the except, except for the original master, a 40 by 60 foot. 60 by 40 master and then uh the matching gym below it with a uh a circular staircase um mm. right to the right i almost wish gym. this could become a museum i know kind. Then i have a gym <laughs> yeah there's a gym there a gym with every type of exercise and equipment with a sauna bed sauna and in a whirlpool yeah. also what are they going to make as a keyhole by the way I'm sorry? Shaped as a keyhole? The sauna looks like an investigation uh, keyhole. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. When are they going to make a movie about your life, Mr. Arms? They're they're in the works right now. Yeah? <gasps> do you are know they gonna, who's are playing they, you? you do you know, did you hear that question, Mr. Arms? Mr. Arms, do you know who is playing you in the movie? No, I don't. It, it's, okay, it's not who put would you yet. like to yeah. play you in the movie? Oh, they, you know, they. I was under contract with Sony and... My director's uh, Justin Lin, but then he had a falling out. He had a falling out with uh, Sony. Is Justin Lin the Fast and Furious That's right. guy? Okay, that was the director. So, would he, you want to be played by a Mexican American actor, a Latino actor? No, who, uh, Whoever's no, going to do the best job? Well, there's a guy that uh, that is uh, working on 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 contract with uh, Sony and. Uh, uh, Richard uh, something, and uh, he's a he's a, he's a good actor. Uh, but anyway, wh- whoever they want, that's fine with me. Who's the most famous guest you've had at your house? You know, of the all most your, famous. Yeah, who's the most famous person who's been a guest at your house? 
uh, old um, uh, Marty Robbins. What's one? Oh, Mar- Marty Robbins. Yeah, but he uh, more than that was uh, uh, what's his name? Um, um, the the singer that died uh, by by an injection. What's his name? Ooh. There's a few of them. There's a few. <laughs> no. Was uh, it like a rock singer, country singer? No. Okay. He had a chimpanzee, and he... he Michael was, Jackson. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson visited your home? Yeah, he was there. <gasps> oh, my God. Michael Jackson actually went and used J.J. Arms' bathroom. Can I use your bathroom? <laughs> like in the Goonies. No, he wanted me to train a cheetah for him. Uh-huh. And, uh, and he flew into El Paso? He flew into El Paso. Uh-huh. But the did most, he stay the night, or was it just a one, you know, a, a one day visit? The one day visit. Yeah, and then uh, there was uh, Marty Robbins, and uh, there's been oh, uh, the uh, executive director for uh, Universal Pic- uh, Pictures by the name of uh, uh, what, uh, anyway. You met so many people. Yeah. it's hard to keep them all so, you know uh, straight. We had a we had a party room, and now. Uh, we had three bars there, and I don't drink, but my friends do. <laughs> so, so we had we had we had a lot of guests all the time. All right. Well, boy, what what history the, these walls have seen? Right? Oh yes. Like they say, if these walls could talk, right? If they could talk, yes. All right. So three million dollars is the asking price. Uh, Eric, again, how do you get in touch? Like with you, if somebody you know wants to wants to get the inside track on this. At the end of the day, the answer is yes. Um, I'm easily found online. There's also a website uh, with all the content. Actually, it's, if you go 8100 uh, North Loop. Uh, Zillow, it's, it's on the it's on the internet. You really can't. Miss oh, it, it is on Zillow. It's, it is it is on Zillow. Believe it or not, uh, because there's a residential house right there. We've got it on a couple different platforms, but uh, uh, the public and the right people will will definitely know about it. And, and like I said, what's fun about today is we're releasing what you're looking at, which are some fun interior for, photos: the foyer, the dining room, the entertainment room. We mentioned some of the others. Um, so you know, we're looking for a, a, a buyer that understands what they're getting themselves into. Um, Again, I uh, got a co-list with Thomas Folden, and, and I got to give a shout out to the photographer. Um, the portrait shots of Art Moreno Jr. here in El Paso, uh, if and when you see these, uh, they didn't just come out of nowhere and they weren't me. Uh, they came from a, a really well-seasoned photographer, uh, re- real estate and, uh, and style photographer, Art Moreno. Um, but that's, Buzz, that's really it. Um, Mr. You know, Arms, you look well. You look very well. Yeah. I, feel, I feel well, and yeah. I was gonna say, just the f- uh, front gates for the, for the property, it cost me a fifty thousand dollars a piece, and they're about uh, twenty-five feet yeah. tall, and they're pretty wide. I think you took some pictures. Oh of yeah, yeah, we've got some front gate photos. I, I think everyone in El Paso well, would listen, know I, not have seen those. I, I could, mm-hmm. uh, we could sit here for an hour. I couldn't list all the unique amenities that are at this house. So, I think everybody who kind of grew up in that area or went to school, you know, around Bel Air, has has stories of. Of the property, you know, walking by and hearing a hearing a jungle cat roar off yeah. in the distance, or you know, no. hearing the or catching a glimpse of the elephant back in the day or, when or, they have or seeing a helicopter or seeing the, the helicopter that oh, used to fly a, in and out. We have a landing pad there at the house. All right, well, there you add that to the list. If you got a helicopter <laughs> that you need a place to land and get in and out, yes. All right, well, thank you, Mr. Arms. Great seeing you again. Nice being here. My best to your wife and family. Thank you. I hope everybody's well, and uh, you know, I hope you enjoy this next chapter. A little less complicated, a little you know, moving to a smaller place, but still 
uh, cracking those cases for people. So the, the Lord, investigators are still are still open for business as, over on Montana. Absolutely, and the Lord's been very, very good to us. We've been blessed with, with, uh, with, with the Lord, and uh, we try to do what's right. You know. All right, very good, Mr. Arms. Always a pleasure to see you. Thanks for taking a little time out of your schedule. For Thank us you, today. sir. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. I'm not. I'm not going to be tricky at all about our first mm-hmm. uh, Whataburger twenty-five dollar gift card giveaway. <laughs> like I'm not going to try and sneak it in because you're sneaky yesterday by forgetting it. <laughs> you guys, I didn't forget it. Mm-hmm. I momentarily you... misplaced the thought. Mm-hmm. Sure. But uh, we've got gift cards to give away for Whataburger all week long, oh, including two today because. Uh, well, the producer of the show, <laughs> the acting producer, failed uh-huh. to remind the talent. Mm. Oh, sure. Okay. Moi. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's what caused that. But we'll have it coming up here shortly. Mm-hmm. I want to read mm-hmm. some of the if comments. If you forget, that doesn't mean you get to keep the gift card. I just want to <laughs> remind you of that. Yeah, you can't accumulate the gift cards you forget to give away. I want to that one all week. He's like, "What a burger for life!" <laughs> I want to read some of the comments and questions uh, mm-hmm, while we had Mr. Arms in. JJ Arms <laughs> yeah. uh, is a world famous private investigator, like an actual private investigator. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ashley asked, "Does JJ currently have any animals still?" My understanding was no, that over the years, you know, he's gotten rid of of the animals that he kept on his property. So uh, we didn't ask, but my my understanding is no. No, I don't think so, because, yeah, he said that he gave them away to zoos, so. Nick says, this is too cool. If you haven't read his book, I highly recommend it. I agree with that sentiment. I read the book. It's all about, you know, how Mr. Arms got Marlon Brando's kidnapped son back from kidnappers, you know, the different celebrities. My favorite part of the interview was when, was when J.J. Arms couldn't recall Michael Jackson's name. <laughs> That's, that was probably the coolest part for me. I'm like, today I learned Michael Jackson came to El Paso to get his cheetah trained. Now, Padilla has a recommendation about that house and who should buy it? Buzz, Lisa, Joanna, and Nico should buy it and all live there. No. No, that yeah. sounds like a horrible sitcom. We could make it our TikTok pad. Our hype house? Yeah. Our yeah. Hype house. <laughs> what 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 is a hype house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is a hype house? That's uh, like where like a TikTok where, where a social media person buys and they hang out with their boys yeah, or whatever. Yeah, we hang out and then we create content on there. Yeah, it's basically and you saw a lot of these happen during the pandemic too. It was like, "Hey, let's all just shack up in the same house and there'll be like six of us living here, but all we do is co- create content all day, all and day every can, day." And then you'll know that it's my TikTok video because it's just that fireplace of the lion. Well, I want to think about that as an option. We could all live there. <laughs> I call the room with the lion fireplace. There's two lion fireplaces. Do you think I could make that my front door? Like, just take that just yeah. that, that part of it? I mean, he said he has the molds. I wonder if I could just make my own. <gasps> well, do you know how to make... Look, Mr. Do you know Armstead, how to make a concrete com- composite out of a mold? There's probably YouTube videos. Well, your dad's handy, right? There totally is. Um, I just would want to make one out of, like, silicone, though, so then I could move it throughout the house. Oh. So then, you know, I Mr. bring it to Arms work. Said I could go take a picture. Eric says, <laughs> cheetahs are the easiest big cat to tame. How would anybody know that? How does he know that? Yeah, how does Eric know that? Explain yourself. 
Tony's comment. We were visited a few moments ago by J.J. Arms, private detective and uh, lifelong El Pasoan. <laughs> Tony Sorry. says, I remember Mr. Arms in a Hawaii Five-O episode as a kid. Lots of El Paso was watching it that night. Yeah, I uh, included a link in my post. I don't know if it loaded, but... Uh, it did. I think it was a two-part episode, in fact, but Hawaii Five-O was one of the most popular shows on, and J.J. Arms played uh, an assassin in an episode called Hookman. And they remade that, actually. You know, for the for the modern-day Hawaii Five-O, they did a remake of that episode, and playing the part that Mr. Arms played was Peter Weller, also known as RoboCop. <laughs> somebody put, Buzz is going to get that car, baller. And then somebody replied, imagine him riding, being on Lunesta and writing the check for it. <laughs> did like, Buzz just say, <laughs> did Buzz just say you don't want to be on the hook for feeding the animals? Did I say that? I don't remember. If I did. It was unintentional. <laughs> But every time he kept saying one arm bandit, it took everything I had not to. Or when he said there were no fingerprints on it. <laughs> uh, let's see. That's such a cool guy. Can you what imagine just hanging comments. out with him I don't and just get asking him things? He'd probably get tired of it. No, I, I, mine would be like, look, I'm this hour is strictly dedicated to cat asking questions. You questions, yeah, about, about cats. <laughs> a lot of people talking about what they want to buy. Yeah, I'm in the market I don't think, for a It table. doesn't sound like it's going to be like an estate sale. You ever been to an estate sale where you just go through somebody's house and yeah. they're, they're selling? Those are great. They are I've never great. done one, but I oh. and I'm sad because now you have to like be put on a wait list to get into them. Yeah, there's a of lot the of restrictions. There was one down the street from my house one day, and that's a very interesting looking house. So I've always wanted, I wondered what it looked like inside, and I missed it because I overslept. See, yeah, I'm. I really want a new dining room table, but I'm being very picky about what I want. It's been about a year. I've been looking for it. You've been looking for this table for a while. I remember. But I'm picky. That's why my and dad. Your dad keeps saying, "I found one on Craigslist." And I'm like, "No, I don't want that one. I told you, <laughs> I want it to be a rustic farmhouse style table." I like this doorway in his house. Oh, the circular, the circular one? one. Yeah. Jeanette says, "I remember when he was on city council." Yeah, he was. He was. Oh, city council was uh, was nuts <laughs> back like in the nineties. <laughs> I mean, you think you think city council was kind of a pandemonium a couple of years, three or four or five years ago, uh, when they were popping coke cans and stuff and annoying each other. Yeah, yeah. JJ Arms was on the city council and uh, and a lot of fireworks back in those days. The city council. Um, <laughs> Kelly says, please, baby Jesus, don't let Mimco buy that property and turn it into a strip mall. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think there's probably a good chance that, that the property is going to be... Commercially. Y- yeah, yeah, used for commercial, which, you know, is kind of a shame because it really is a landmark. And especially if you grew up in the Lower Valley, you know that place. Let me see. Anyone else remember the J.J. Arms Mobile Investigation Unit toy? It was basically a van with an action figure. Yeah, there there was a, an action figure, I'm going to say 70s, based on J.J. Arms. And, you know, it came with the attachments, you know, his his hooks, 
you could remove those and I, I never had one but you can find them occasionally on like an eBay you know oh. or, or someplace that sells retro toys Justin oh Justin Underwood what buzz when are we gonna see in that Rolls Royce probably next week oh my god look at that room with the lion fireplace <laughs> yeah that's it's the huge. that's the bedroom I love how all of us, if we were able to go walk through his house, I think all of us would walk out with somebody. Joanna would be trying to lug out a fireplace that looks like a lion. Buds would be driving off in <laughs> his rolls. rolls. I'd be coming out with ferns, like all the plants <laughs> that are around the house. I was kind of hoping if I floated the idea of buying the Rolls Royce that Mr. Arms would give me like a brother-in-law type of deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so overall, interesting uh, interview, but that property is uh, for sale. Best case scenario, wouldn't it be great if somebody bought the property, put some kind of attraction there, you know, so people could go in and, and see it? Probably the more realistic scenario is... Airbnb it. Yeah, Airbnb yeah. it, baby! Oh, that'd be cool. You that would Airbnb be a really cool Airbnb. You know, it would turn into El Paso and Hype House. All of us could go and do like a music video and be like, now this is the story. Yeah, all, all about how. Oh, I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm on a boat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just me and a little kayak in the middle of the well, pool. Well, if you want to see uh, pictures, you can find that at a post that w- went up not too long ago at klaq.com. Uh, all about JJ Arm selling his famous uh, Lower Valley estate. Ooh, look and at that pool. A lot of pictures. Yep. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Join it. You didn't remind me. You now dropped the ball again. Whataburger. I told you. And yeah, then you then, went into a break. Yeah, I know. I forgot. All right. Whataburger. Right now. Let's do it. All right. Do I it. love Whataburger. If you do too, call now. There you go. Here's the phone number. 880-4955. Caller number nine. So every time uh, we say that, it's going to be caller number nine to win a $25 gift card to Whataburger. And uh, give us a call now. $25. Get, you know, you feed the whole family for $25 at Whataburger. We got a post up. I think it's a few days old, but somebody put up all the different merch that Dude, Whataburger offers. they have the coolest merchandise. Well, they got some fancy Lucchese boots. You know, those are those are high-quality boots, and it's got the Whataburger logo I on it. I have this sun hat, and it's like a straw sun hat, and my dad keeps stealing it from me. Girl, do you know how many people have messaged me to ask, hey, where did Lisa get that sun hat? Dude, right, Whataburger, Joanna, go to the merch Joanna, don't you store. have to get caller number? Well, you didn't say a number. I, it's always nine. Okay. Is it's it? always nine, so... Is it? Just a disclaimer, you may hear me in the background. All right. Yeah, it's okay. Is, is Lisa going to continue? Uh, Unless you want to have a monologue. To converse? No, that's hard. I, okay, well I then I don't I'll, understand how people I do shall. shows. Why don't you come in here. here? We got shield guards up and everything. Mm. No? <laughs> You're not ready to make a return to the studio yet? I'll be back. All right. Right. Don't worry, I'll be back. No, they have some really cool merch. I also have this Yeti like cup. Do you know what a Yeti is, Buzz? Like a big cooler or... I don't they know. Do? They, okay. they sell them at sporting goods stores. Yeah, so they do have Yeti coolers, but this is actually like like a cup that you can uh, have. And I've, yeah, always, I've seen those too. I've always been a Turvis girl. Like I love the Turvis cups. 
but I, I ended what, up. I don't know what that is. Okay, it's a Reese cup. It's made out of plastic, but it's the same thing. It's insulated, so the hot things stay hot, cold things stay cold. But I got the Yeti one. So it's the an water- insulated cup. Yeah, but I got the Yeti, the Waterburger Yeti, and it is so much better. I had some water in it the other day, and it had no no ice in it, and it ended up keeping it cold the entire time. All right, so keep this in mind. Anytime you hear me say what I just said, mm-hmm. or Lisa could say it, or Joanna, or Brandon, when he's back, anybody that says it in the 9 o'clock hour, be calling number 9, and uh, we'll give you a $25 gift card to what a burger. Oh, so How many delicious. people do you know that fly into town... And the first thing they want to do is they want to go to a Whataburger, uh, like from the airport to a Whataburger. <laughs> my, so my best friend from California, she came here to visit and I took her to, to Whataburger and that's now like every time I eat it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. every time she comes to town or even if I'm eating it at my house and she knows it, she'll be like, send me pictures. So I'll have to send her pictures of my Whataburger so she can see it. And my friend Jonathan, too, he's the same way. He has to go to Oklahoma a lot for work. So, and he says whenever he flies into Oklahoma, the very first thing he does is he hits up Whataburger. That's his That's his thing. Tonight on Loudwire Nights, let me give you a preview. Chris Cornell's daughter, Lily, is going to be on with Tony Gonzalez, special guest in the studio, Lily Cornell Silver is the daughter of the late Chris Cornell and started an online talk series, Mind Wide Open. And she will be the guest on Loudwire Nights to talk about her father's legacy and many, many other things. That's Loudwire Nights. Begins at 7 o'clock and it airs every weeknight starting at 7, going until midnight right here on 95.5 KLAQ. Let's talk about a uh, spike in COVID-19 cases. uh, And they have pinpointed... Uh, what has caused this spike that we're seeing now. El Paso County on Monday reported the largest daily spike in COVID-19 cases since early August. And this was kind of expected. The El Paso Department of Public Health reported 174 cases for Sunday, which were released on Monday. And Dr. Ocaranza, who is the city county health authority, says that it is social gatherings over the Labor Day weekend. So... Uh, that's they expected probably a spike and they got it. Uh, Dr. Ocaranza said hopefully the spike is going to last two weeks and then it's going to start going down. One other factor that we're going to be seeing pretty soon is the return for in-person instruction in schools. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, and I, I, I get you want to socialize with people and, you know, uh, I'm not I'm not going to say that I don't. I We've also got football parties, you know. I saw a number of people, uh, you know, heading over for, you know, bringing covered dishes for Cowboys watch parties and things like that. And oh, I heard them. I was at the park working out the other day. And you could hear and them. And it's, sur- yeah. The, like the, the end of the game? <laughs> the park that I go to, it's surrounded by houses, like, and it's kind of in the, the bottom, like, almost like a little, like, arroyo kind of thing. And I was working out and I could hear people, like, cheering and screaming. I could hear people in their backyards. I could see people. And I'm like... Okay, this is this is happening. Then it's just me and Tubby in the middle of the park. Uh, so there is something that the president has been saying in some of his uh, rallies that people want to draw attention to and, and specifically say, hey, you know, this needs to be brought to the president's attention. And also, you know, it's something that you should be aware of if he's not, that he is echoing uh, Nazi talking points. So it has to do when 
Donald Trump is in certain places, he praises the people for their good genes, which, and, and he goes on and on about how they have such good genes. And people have noted that these are places like Minnesota, uh, where they have a lot of, you know, German immigrants and people whose great great grandparents might have come from Norway. So, just as an example of what uh, they're talking about, and that this is such a, problematic stance to take okay so uh there's a holocaust historian steve silberman uh, on sunday said that that trump's rhetoric when he starts praising people for their for their superior genes is according to him indistinguishable from the nazi rhetoric uh that led to world war ii a uh, spokesman for a Jewish advocacy organization uh said again and again president trump and his allies publicly gleefully embrace incredibly dangerous white nationalist tropes and ideas uh I, you know you can't compare it to if if president trump was speaking at an event where, where there were a lot of uh non-white supporters because that's pretty much his crowd at a lot of these things but lisa what do you think should should president trump check himself when he wants to praise people in places like minnesota their superior genes i don't think that he needs to check himself he just needs to be more self-aware of what he's saying because i would i would give him the benefit of the doubt of saying that he is ignorant in thinking where he's located right now i like to live by the motto of check yourself before you wreck yourself so check um, yourself mr president so here is uh, a professor uh, of uh, epidemiology, and he's talking about ma- master race eugenics rhetoric. And this is uh, Dr. Eric Feigelding, and he says, "Holy s, master race eugenics rhetoric here. This is how the Holocaust started. Don't ignore." And I know there's a lot of ways to dismiss this. It's like, oh, he's just trying to be nice. He's just being trying to be polite. But the idea that this is what he goes to is that his compliment is you've got great genes is just so reminiscent. Uh, But this is maybe just where the GOP is in 2020. Uh, Steve Silberman says, As a historian who's written about the Holocaust, I'll say bluntly, this is indistinguishable from the Nazi rhetoric that led to Jews, disabled people, LGBTQ, Romani, and others being exterminated. This is America 2020. This is where the GOP has taken us. Um, So, you know, this this is uh, why royal families in a lot of countries would only marry other people in the royal family. It's like, well, we got such good genes. Yeah, and that ended the, up working guess out what really happened? well right. for them. What that happens eventually is you don't plan. have enough variety of genes and you end up uh, getting deformities. I think the key here is uh, diverse genetics. Uh, you know, you could go into this thing. I mean, really, the movie Idiocracy, which I've told you is one of my favorite movies, uh, is a lot about eugenics. I mean, it kind of plays out that uh, without the racial aspect, but it kind of plays out. Look, if this idea of just matching people up because of their perceived superior genes makes sense to you, that's your prerogative. But just be aware that that was also like one of the core tenets 
of National Socialism in 1930s Germany. Uh, Trump complimented British business leaders in 2018 on their, quote, great bloodlines and amazing DNA. Uh, earlier this year, the president sparked a major controversy when he praised notorious anti-Semite Henry Ford as having good bloodlines. So this seems to be a thing with him. It seems to be, you know, one of one of the things that he either consciously or unconsciously uh, expresses is that. And you remember when he had his closed door rant about s-hole countries mm-hmm. you know and he he listed some of the s-hole countries why do people only come from s-hole countries why can't we get people from norway and he specifically used an example of norway you know the the nazis you would think okay well they thought the germans were at the top of the heap actually uh hitler believed that norway was above the germans uh as far as the best eugenics go so is it just coincidental that Trump holds these views? Uh, a lot of people don't think so, and a lot of people find it very troubling that he keeps going back to this. Uh, if you uh, if you want to, we can do some more Whataburger. Tomorrow yeah. I'm going to mix it up. I'm not going to make it so obvious. I'm not going to telegraph. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll do it here okay. very simply. I love Whataburger. Yeah, if same. you do too, call now. See, it says I'm supposed to do that in the middle of a conversation. I should be a little more sly about it. Yeah, but we're playing catch-up. We, we yeah. are playing catch-up. So call in number but nine. tomorrow we are on. Yeah, you, you'll you never see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I said the magic words, I love Whataburger. That means we're looking for call in number nine. Again, 880-4955 is the telephone number, 880 so uh, we got to wrap up. If you want to see the post uh, about J.J. Arms House, his property in the Lower Valley going for sale, $3 million is and the asking price. And I guess if you buy the property, it comes with a lot of that stuff. Like they're leaving a lot of that really cool yep. stuff in the house for uh, whoever buys it. You can check out the my wings. post at klaq.com. It just went up shortly. And uh, welcome to autumn, everybody. We crossed over from summer into the fall season earlier this morning, so it is officially here. And to make it official... (laughs) Yeah, it is autumn, baby!